Hey friend, welcome to the Get Rooted in Health podcast. I'm Gabby Flater, a faith-led wife, mom of three, certified nutrition consultant, personal trainer, and passionate about changing lives. I know how frustrating it can be to navigate the health and wellness world. You want to be motivated to prioritize your well-being and wish you were more educated when it comes to cultivating a healthy home. Maybe you're a mom who's completely burnt out and needs a fresh perspective on life, or you're searching for a place to feel seen, heard, and encouraged in a godly manner. No matter if you're doing the dishes, getting your sweat on, or drinking reheated coffee while watching the kids play, there is always an opportunity for growth. If you are ready to finally take action about these desires and are ready to learn, grow, and transform your mind, then you are in the right place. It's time to establish deeper roots so you can enjoy a more fruitful and fulfilling harvest. Let's dig in. Hey friends, welcome back to the Get Rooted in Health podcast. My name is Gabby, your host, and I'm so glad that you chose to press play today and tune in. It has been a hot minute, a few weeks since I have... uh, posted a new recorded episode. So uh, just figuring out the rhythms of life with four little people and um, just choosing to show up here and really recognize that it does matter and I do crave this space. I do often go through many of my days being like, oh, I should do a podcast on this. Oh, I should talk about this. Oh, this was such a good lesson. I should talk about it. (laughs) Uh, And then, you know, I don't get the moment to sit down in peace and record. So I am choosing to do that right now while one is napping and the other three are getting to watch a little show because that's super super exciting and super fun for them. And I even snuck in a quick little shower. But I wish you guys could see me. I am literally, I I rarely wear my big Sherpa jacket here. Um... And the only time that it comes out is when it is like below 20 degrees or less, but really just below 20. And today's high is probably, I think it said 19, but this morning it was like eight or nine degrees. So that was lovely. And uh, yeah, just took me a long time to warm up. But yeah, so I pulled out this big puffy jacket that I'm like sitting in here feeling very large and marshmallowy, but it's so warm and cozy. And, um, yeah, so that's, that's, uh, where we're at today. It's cold here in the Midwest. Kids are watching a show. Mom's up here just pouring her heart out. So I realized that I had not given you guys a final recap of my garden season and a little update on like our chicken status. So I wanted to be able to share some of those things and give you a little sneak not not a sneak peek, but like just the inside, um, so that you're an insider on a little bit of what we did to wrap up our gardening and um, what we're focusing on next in terms of that and then um, how the chicken stuff is going. So um, obviously garden season <laughs> is over. Um, so sad, but I feel like this year was the hardest year for me to fully enjoy the garden uh, like I normally do. I still, don't get me wrong, I still enjoyed it. It's still... Uh, meant a lot to me and my soul and um, especially as a mom just getting to have that as a tool and a learning um, resource for my children I, I I would say my one of my favorite things this year was our raspberries really exploded and I absolutely loved that I was like where is 
my two-year-old where where is she and you would catch her out in the garden just picking raspberries even in her jammies she would like wander out there and she would be picking like the non-ripe ones like I'm like no the red ones like you pick these ones but she would walk around just sucking on them and just full of red or if she didn't I mean it probably was better that she didn't pick the red ones because then she was less likely to be messy but um, when she did get the red ones she was messy but that's okay I I love that she loved that that she could go harvest them herself that she could enjoy them she ate way more than she even collected which I mean I don't really expect her to collect any (laughs) um but that was fun to have my boys come out and help pig and I loved actually I was like you know I just like coming out here and picking raspberries that's all I do and, and quick spritz the garden I'm happy starting my day um I'd go out there barefoot with my coffee and just pick raspberries um but let's see um so yeah garden season is pretty much to a close um so the raspberries were um one of the highlights for me our sugar snap peas did really awesome this year and our green beans exploded guys now I will say I did not get to a certain section of the green beans because we had a lovely garden spider that I (laughs) I don't know why I talked to him as if he would talk back to me, but I think it was just my way of coping with the fact that I was going to let him live there. Or she, he, she, I don't know. I don't know what it was. <laughs> it. And it was so beautiful to see, but also real creepy. And I ain't coming near you. And then I think there was two of them. And then my kids moved one of them. And I was like, like they, I don't know what they did. And, and I was like, well, where did it go? Like now I'm like on edge. Like they are welcome outside for sure. And hey, the garden can be their home too. I don't mind. But he literally created a web like within a section of my green beans. And I was like, "Mm, I planted a lot. It's not worth it. I'll just let those be and I'll try and pick around it. So every time I would get near that section, I would just start talking to the spider. (laughs) Um, But no, it's just a beautiful part of nature and really cool to see. I was like black and yellow and really cool pretty web especially like in the dew or after a rain uh it was really pretty to see but our green beans regardless exploded and I planted a little bit more than normal and I don't know we they just like kept growing it was it was kind of a strange growing season like the weather I'm not really sure um I will say that one thing and I have no idea if it actually affected those green beans because I did put them in other beds so I learned about this method and now I'm blanking on the name of it but basically you wrap copper wire around a stick and you stick it in the garden bed and what that does oh electro oh no no I forgot the name maybe not that anyway so what it's supposed to do is it's supposed to pull energy from the earth and bring it into the soil and create even more abundant crops so I'll just believe that it worked, but it also didn't work in other areas. So not really sure what to give credit to. Um, I do want to try it again next year. I didn't get it in all my beds. I would like some better, sturdier sticks. Um, it, it was kind of a last minute decision. So I just kind of half, um, half did them like, yeah, I didn't fully go all out I just kind of like quick whipped it together and threw something in the ground through found some sticks and um which it's really not that hard it still worked um but I'd like to make them all look a little more uniform 
for next time. And um, anyway, so the copper is supposed to draw energy from the earth and pull it down into the soil. And I know that sounds like, what? That's crazy. But it actually does do, um, it actually does that. And like I have a pair of sandals. They are barefoot sandals and they have a little copper uh, circle on the bottom of them for grounding purposes. And so there is energy in the earth. There is energy in the ground and in throughout the air. Um, and so if it can at all help abundant make my plants abundant I was like all for it in a natural way not super expensive I just bought some copper wire um you know that was a little more a little pricey but not like bonkers price and I was like I can just find sticks in my house or in my yard so uh I had that in my garden beds and, and a majority of them uh we froze tons of green beans I even learned to pressure can them because I can't just basic can them um, so that's water bath canning. Pressure canning is different, way less water, and you actually have to do more time, and it creates and locks in a certain amount of pressure. Um, so there's two different ways of preserving food. And pressure canning is one thing that I did. I, I got it last year for the purposes of being able to fully utilize it more this year and learn more and gain more confidence in it. Um, and so I just had to show up for it. With, even if it was for just like three small little jars of green beans, I, you know, I didn't want to can them all. I like we, we just freeze them. We don't do anything to them other than um, sometimes we'll rinse them off. But otherwise, like a lot of them are clean. And um, basically, we just cut the, butt, the butts off, the bean butts. My kids love doing that. Bean butt cutting day. And then we chop them up into what size we like. And then we just throw them in Ziploc gallon bags and we literally just throw them in our freezer. So when we want to eat them, like we just had them last night for dinner for uh, a veggie for the side and we just steamed them and it was wonderful. So uh, we love getting, we love getting to do that. And so I wanted to learn how to do canned ones. And so I did learn that so that I could have some to rely on on my shelf downstairs, be able to pull that out for maybe a soup or um, a pot pie, um, not necessarily for like a side, um, something that it would be cooked in uh, is what I would use like the canned ones for uh, because they are heated up, they are under pressure for a while in the heat and so they're already like partly cooked. Uh, and so yeah, green beans, that was super fun to have a ton of those. Potatoes, I think if I have accurately weighed them over the years correctly we've got our largest potato harvest this year I believe it was around 70 or 80 pounds um super exciting um they the kids I mean it's like digging for gold it's like one of my favorite days to go out there with them and um I tend to be the one though that has to kind of like fluff it because I don't want the kids piercing the potatoes because <laughs> I've pierced I pierce enough myself even when I'm trying to be careful so um they will use their hands and then as I kind of fluff the soil they see them pop out and they'll grab them so it's super fun um, and exciting and yeah we had russet potatoes red potatoes and yellow potatoes uh, then we let them dry in the garage uh, like um, so they wouldn't like kind of cure them basically uh, before I put them in the basement I also canned a bunch of the russet ones because that was also something I wanted to learn to do and so far so good like these would be things I would make mashed potatoes with and they're already like partly cooked um I don't have to peel I don't have to wash I don't have to cut I don't have to do any of that so like all of that work is already done 
and I really wanted to learn to pressure can them like that was one of the things I bought the pressure canner for was because we could never eat through the potatoes quick enough to you know before they would start getting squishy or start growing eyes on them and I I just felt like, man, I can't preserve all of these just by like letting them sit in my cooler basement. They don't seem to last all winter. Um, we have finished, did we finish them up? We have finished all of them now, except the ones on the shelf, which is fine. Like it's great. Um, we, we just, we love doing roasted potatoes and, and things like that. So, um, we have made our way through most of those um carrots uh, we we did actually get I I spent time I didn't want to waste them um we didn't get an awesome harvest I need to work I need a fluffier bed they need more less they need less dense of soil so and I knew that I just um with not knowing the current status of like um our you know moving and not moving situation here like I was not wanting to put too much um money into our garden beds um if, if that was not going to be here for the next year. So with that being said, it still was a little bit of a dense soil uh, for the carrots and I didn't put them in a, a different bed and yeah, they were fine. They were okay. And we, they actually were fine. We would um, roast some of the super, super tiny ones. Sometimes they didn't even get peeled. We just washed them. Um, we just cut off the ends and then uh, just did it with like salt and butter or olive oil and roasted them sometimes dipping them in honey oh, it was so good super good if you have never tried that roast some carrots and just drizzle honey on them a little bit of salt and it's just like oh it's so good so good my um two-year-old she just loved that she just sat on the porch dipping them in her honey um little pile of honey <laughs> so uh yeah so the carrots then they were okay um, but we had, what else did we have? Zucchini. I planted a fair amount, um, not too much this year. I let the squash bugs go crazy. I, which I did learn something. I will say this. So I planted, I got a mint plant from my neighbor and a catnip plant and the catnip went wild. And so catnip and mint, they're like the same family and they just go wild. Like they just keep growing and, and it comes back. So you can leave it in the ground <clears throat> and they'll come back. And so I cut back a bunch of my catnip. And as I was researching um, what to do with it, I actually dried it all out. I hung it, um, all the extra, all the excess. I hung it because my cat, I don't know, she doesn't seem to like want it. I don't know. Um, I dried it out and then I kind of just broke it. Up, you know, I pulled the leaves off and let them fall into a bucket and kind of crunched them up and they're in a bag. Um, Cause you can have it in like a tea. Uh, it's good for teething babies, which I already have a tincture that I bought somewhere and I was like oh I didn't even think about that it is good for teething <clears throat> teething children but anyway I just felt I didn't want to waste it all so I have a bunch of dried catnip if anyone needs any um but I did learn this this is my point um catnip and I believe it said mint and even dill I've heard if you plant and intertwine some of these herbs um and these plants within some of your beds it will keep like potato bugs at bay squash bugs at bay other insects and pesticides like um that are going to want to eat your plants this will keep them away so I was like well I'll be darn I'll be planting those in the future near some of these things because it's just so much work to like have to pick off all the squash bug eggs and then the squash bugs and every now and again I would kill one but 
uh, it's just it's just overwhelming sometimes. I killed off enough of potato bugs. I don't know where they came from, the Colorado potato bugs. I had a bunch of red grub things on my leaves. I spent a long time just knocking them into a bucket of water with my shovel. So that was pretty much what I spent a majority of time doing one day. And, um, you know, you live and you learn. Each, each garden season is different. And... Um, yeah, so the zucchini, I mean, we got the perfect amount for our family and Alex has learned to eat it. I'll actually shred some up and I'll throw it in. I'll squeeze out a ton of the water before I freeze it because you, you don't want to freeze it with all the water in it because you'll just have a lot of water excess. So squeeze out as much water as you can in a cheesecloth and then I literally pack it in a Ziploc bag, like a sandwich one, um, about a cup in each one like pack it into a cup and then um I will put that in ground I'm sorry um in our turkey meat I'm sorry gosh taco meat Uh, we do turkey ground turkey sometimes for our taco meat so I think that's where I was going but I put the shredded zucchini in there and the kids don't even know um sometimes they ask what is that green stuff more like it's just the taco seasoning (laughs) oh okay no big deal but I think by now I think they do know or at least one of them um but it adds just some moisture and extra veggie and uh, yeah I mean it's just a way to use it up so um, I've made zucchini bread Um, we love grilling the zucchini so we'll cut it really thick coined um, pieces and grill them for like two minutes on each side Um, those are wonderful sides um, for summer season so yeah a fair amount of zucchini cucumbers were just a this year like just I don't know what happened I had to plant them three times and they just yeah again soil probably I need I need some fresh fresh life in that soil in my beds but we are still plugging away and getting a harvest so um strawberries were new this year you know I probably shared a lot of this in another episode but um I wanted to share that when we closed up the garden I um what I had done is, so I, I really should have just pulled all of them out, but I'm still learning. So they grow their own, so they're called uh, runners or it's the sister plant or whatever. So basically the mother plant grows all these runners and they eventually root themselves into the ground. And so they don't mind being disturbed. And so eventually like I planted these plants and you could see the soil in between each plant but now they've so much grown that you can't see anything beneath them Um, and some people uproot it all and then just replant a bunch of the runners for new fresh plants Um, like if you plant strawberry plants and you get these runners you never have to buy strawberry plants again you are creating your own and so I I ended up cutting out all of the runners that got out of the bed and into my paths because I had a lot and I planted those I replanted those so um one section is still all tangled and real abundant and luscious looking so we'll see how they grow I'm not really sure but then next to it I had replanted um a bunch of the new fresh runners and then I had a lot of leftovers Um, So I gave them to a family member, my nephew, for him to plant. So um, I hope that they work well for him. But um, so I covered them with a white netting with hoops, like has little hoops that I put in the ground and then I clipped the white netting over it. So um, I didn't cover them my first year because I didn't really, I just kind of threw them in the ground and then they came back in the spring and 
we had a little bit of a harvest. Um, and so now I covered them uh, just to see if that kind of does something different or helps in any way, just protect them um, because they are um, plants that will come back every single year. So um, the perennials, right? That's what they're called. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, so the strawberries I'm really hoping will be good. Huckleberries, those were, I harvested a good amount. And then a frost came and I just didn't get to them. Again, guys, it's just, it was a hard year to just get out there, make the time for it always or want to make the time for it. Like just, yeah, four children, figuring out homeschooling, you know, all the, all the things in between with motherhood and personal life things and running and yeah. So garden kind of took a hit at some point in some things so I, I didn't get to harvest all of them but I did I made some huckleberry jam and it's so it's good and it's so purple like luscious purple color it's so cool looking and um, then I just froze a bunch for when we can make some more so I have a bag of them in the freezer but uh, those are all pulled out now and um, yeah I had a few butternut squashes got some of those and yeah tomatoes were up and down uh I really just was done with them they didn't grow the way I was hoping it's just it was kind of a mess but I I am so grateful I had to remind myself like don't be so hard on yourself Gabby you grew so much more than most people would with four children um I gave my kids such a such good experience and learning opportunities over the summer and just good bonding things together um you know I love getting to bring my newborns out in the garden so like Estella is now eight months old and um was able to just start her early on days and year or you know weeks in the garden in her car seat and then in the stroller and then she'd be on the blanket outside and you know playing on the blanket while I'm in there or she found her way into the garden and is eating dirt and mulch and probably bugs I don't know um and I probably have a picture of every single one of my kids in the garden doing that or reaching into the garden bed so um just really is so sweet and I'm just super grateful for the harvest we did have had to ask God to help me remind me to be content and actually see the fruits of our labor um I mean we had a bunch of lettuce too that was early on in the garden season so yeah so we pulled I eventually it was like oh my gosh uh like a the cold weather is coming quick, frost is coming. And so I, instead of wasting a weekend, actually we had a lot of weekends that were booked up. So I just took it upon myself. Um, usually Alex will do some things with me, but I was like, oh, I'll be nice this time. And nice. Um, the garden is, he'll do certain things, um, but it's not totally his jam. So um, he knows that it's mine. So I was like, I'm just going to do it. And he doesn't have to worry about doing a whole lot for this, for the, the cleanup portion. Um, the tomatoes get a little messy when they fall off the fall off and and I need to like pick them up and stuff off the ground so that we don't have a ton of squished um tomatoes like everywhere so anyway I just went to town with the kids like we got wheelbarrows and we just pulled things out um I sifted the little tomatoes out of the garden soil and um they pulled out like cucumber plants they pulled out all the bean plants the chickens got to have a feast on a whole bunch of things 
um, oversized zucchinis. Um, they love the squash leaves. Actually, they, they liked a lot of the beans, bean leaves. So we gave them a handful of that. We put some stuff in the compost. We put stuff in the um, trailer to go to the dump. Uh, and then, yeah, just kind of um, pulled it all out, left. What did I leave in? Did I leave anything in? Um, oh, my huckleberries. Those were super, super last to come out. I didn't do those right away. But yeah, we went to town. So we didn't even have to w- spend a weekend doing anything with that. Um, we now have a riding mower that sucks up leaves. It's so nice. Guys, I just think back and laugh at all the years, like just before we had kids. And then as we started having kids, how we handled the leaves. Like we didn't have any trucks. We didn't have a trailer. We didn't have a lawnmower, like a rider. Oh, man. And we get leaves, a lot of leaves. And then our, our trees, I think we have silver maples is what they're called. They don't like drop their leaves until it's so cold, like mid-November, late November. Um, we happened to get some rain earlier on in November and it knocked a ton down, which was helpful before we went on a vacation. So anyway, we have a rider now and it sucks and chops up the leaves and puts them in these little bins and you can just slide them out. And we dumped those on the garden beds one weekend um, that we were um, able to get a little bit more of it done. I was able to put a bunch in the compost, flipped the compost around. Um, it should have a really healthy compost soil for um, springtime. I'm super excited for that and we'll just keep adding to that. Actually, I should probably add it to a different side now. I'll have to, I'll have to think about that. But um, we just sprinkled the leaves over the beds. Um, oh, I planted garlic. That's what I did. I was like, I know there's something I'm missing. Planted garlic, got garlic in the ground probably late October, I'm pretty sure. Um, and it's already popping through the ground, which is crazy. So I was trying to get it covered with leaves. And um, yeah, so I planted a lot of garlic. I went in on an order with a friend um, and I brought it to her and she got hers in the ground. This is the first year she's doing garlic. Um, it's just super fun to grow it. And then I made a, a honey fermented garlic. So uh, this will be something that we can use when we're sick. Actually, I should take it. Um, I've been feeling a little rundown post our vacation. Um, and my daughter has had a cough. I just, I forgot about that now that I'm talking about this that I made it I remember it's in my pantry so it needs to stay out of like direct light and you can put cloves of garlic in honey and about a month later um, there should be like bubbles I believe and um, just like a fermented process has happened and it's a great immune thing you can have on hand for your family and I'm like I've never really like just went to town on a clove of garlic but people are like it's it's sweet the honey is it helps cut the garlic you know, the intense garlic flavor. And um, so I'm excited to try one. I'll keep you posted because I have, I'm going to probably go try one today. And um, yeah, so we did that with some of the garlic that I grew last year. But yeah, we got garlic bulbs in the ground. And from one clove comes an entire bulb. Isn't that wild? You just break off all the little cloves from a bulb and you plant them a certain, there's the, um, there's two different ends to the clove you know and one of them has to be pointed down um the one that's connected to the actual base bottom of the of the bulb so there's a pointy top and then the flat base bottom the base has to go into the ground with the pointy part face up so anyway got those in the ground cover those up 
all the beds are covered. Um, strawberries are covered up. Um, huckleberries are pulled. We've got the mint and catnip that are just sitting there too because hopefully they'll come back strong. Um, yeah, compost is um, was all kind of flipped around and I pulled a few things out that didn't seem to want to be decomposing. Um, and then, yeah, I said, said uh, goodbye to my garden for the garden season. Um, so it's always a, a good thing. Um, yeah, as I'm doing it, I'm reminiscing and thinking of all the things we did and all the things we learned. And um, yeah, just grateful. I did, um, because I was saying how my tomatoes were just a hot mess. My mom happened to acquire loads and loads and loads of tomatoes from a family from their church who they just grow uh, it's it's insane I need to learn from them but um they were going on vacation and had already picked and canned pound hundreds and hundreds of pounds of their their own and they were like you can have all these and so my mom shared with me so I actually got a bunch of tomato sauce that I canned from my mom's friend from church so we spent a day two days doing all of that and whoo that was a lot of tomatoing like a lot um, we did applesauce this year apple pie filling so we have canned that we have so much stuff I have lard on my shelf downstairs that's pork um, rendered pork fat and then I've got jams I've got huckleberry jam I have blackberry jam um, I have pumpkin that I can pressure canned last year on my shelf I should make a pumpkin pie with that. That sounds good. <laughs> uh, we finished up the final couple jars of apple pie filling from the other year. So now we've got um, apple pie filling for this year. The, we just had a jar of applesauce with our dinner last night. And it was really good. Um, I lost a couple to mold. I don't know what happened. Um, but that's okay. It happens. And what else? We have the green beans. We have potatoes. Um tomato sauce I have some broth still on there and I cannot wait to be making more I just cooked up um, another whole chicken organic chicken and then um, I have a whole turkey pasture raised turkey in my freezer that I bought and we were not in town for Thanksgiving but I'll plan to cook that up I buy it because I want to have the bones and um, we enjoy the turkey as an alternative we'll we'll do pot pies with it or with mashed potatoes and stuff so it's, it's always nice to <clears throat> get all the bones from that and then I'll I'll simmer that and make some good broth for the winter for soups and um, gravies and and all of that kind of stuff and then we will be getting a pork I'm um, sorry a pig from my parents they're raising we'll be getting pork again I gotta make freezer space um, or get a little meat freezer and then uh, a cow we're going in on a cow um, it's our cow my parents are raising it and we're going to get that probably in January. Um, some good grass-fed beef and we're going to split that with um, someone. And um, yeah, it's just, it's so neat to just have these resources. And now we have chickens and it's like, oh, I just love this. Like it's just, it's slowly um, unraveling in the way that like, I I guess I never really imagined. Like I just kind of slowly adopted new um, life things like just learning, um, create new connections. And then, you know, I have family that has connections and they're a resource and, um, yeah, you just, uh, gather the knowledge and then you start to put things into action and it's not, oh, it happened overnight. Absolutely not. 
someone sent me this I forget if I share it on a podcast but someone sent me this um reel from Instagram I think I did talk about this I don't know but it was talking about like you're a conspiracy theorist if you have chickens or something because then you're going to start to question um the the color of the eggs because they don't look the same like the ones from your chickens don't look the same as conventional ones from the store which then is going to make you question where your food comes from and all the things about food and which is then going to lead you to making sourdough which is then going to lead you to wanting to garden and it was super funny because I was like well I kind of went the other way because I've been gardening I then started sourdough and I now have chickens so I guess I went the opposite direction um but the chickens are doing great we actually got rid of our rooster um someone came and picked it up I just listed it for free I don't know what they did with it I don't really care I just didn't want to feed something that I was not I don't I don't need to fertilize my eggs I don't need I just I don't need that right now in my life and I the neighbors didn't care they didn't mind the rooster noise but um yeah just didn't want to cause too much um ruckus with that and then we got uh, my friend who I had gotten the chickens from she had an extra chicken I could I just bought one off of her another one so we still have four and they are thriving they have a little home shelter thing that I'm now closing fully at nighttime and there's like a little door that I can close off the ramp um, of the coop part that they go inside of and uh, I just want them to conserve all their body heat as much as possible when it dips below 30s for sure or 20s um I just want them to feel comfortable um and we have fake eggs in the little egg boxes my mom told me that you could put those in there so I put a little blue dot on them so I didn't think they were the real ones but they're like trainers and I was like you can train the chickens to lay eggs by them (laughs) so they've never laid eggs before these are fresh new ones new layers and so they're I guess learning I don't know so you teach them where to put them um, well, so far they had started just to poop poop by them, which I guess that's a start. Um, and then we got our first egg, oh man, maybe early November before we had left for our trip. <clears throat> they started in November. I was hoping in October. So I think I have three hens laying, but they don't all lay. We maybe get about two eggs a day so far. Um, they don't all lay one a day. Um, but we get two eggs a day so far. We have four hens. Um, but it did get cold and the dark, the darkness has come. So it just doesn't allow for the chickens to be at their peak laying season, even though they should be laying. Um, this is cold. This is dark. Um, so I tried doing this solar light, light bulb thing to give them some more light in their coop when it gets dark out at night at like five to give them a couple more hours but it's I don't know it's I have to figure it out it's not fully working so um it's kind of cool um a a cool idea like how it charges it through the solar you know the sunlight and charges through the cord to the light bulb but I don't know I can't get the light bulb to shine with it plugged in so anyway It's really cool um, to have that. It was super inexpensive and I thought, why not? I just wanted to give them some extra light. Um, They are, I buy their feed from Fleet Farm and I have bought a giant tin, like three gallon water thing. But now because it's cold, I'm like refilling just an ice cream pail bucket of water um, over and over again for them for now until I figure out this heating base that I bought. So I got this base that was like, 
um, used or whatever and it'll be a, it's a heating element to go underneath the water um, feeder so I just need to figure out where we're gonna feed that cord to plug it in and out to the coop um, and set it underneath there and it should work so we'll just have to get that it's supposed to warm up here so I want I plan on doing that probably later on this week um, so that my chickens can just continually have that that water um, and I don't they don't have to rely on me so but it's been super fun the boys love going out getting chicken eggs and checking and they get super excited they have been delicious um it's just it's so rewarding and so like exciting they're so pretty I have like tan ones I have um olive green ones I have like teal colored ones those are like the easter egger ones um so it's just a lot of variety and uh, it's just yeah again just super rewarding um after all the time that you put into taking care of them so I just I clean out their coop uh I probably should do it a little more often but for sure like twice a month I don't do it weekly it's one to two times a month it'll probably be less in the winter but it probably should be more because they're going to hang out in the coop more often. So I'll have to figure out that rhythm. Uh, and I feel like I've not gotten into a, a groove of like what, how I want to clean it. What, what am I using for gloves? Like it's not like this giant big space. Like it's just kind of a tiny coop with a lot of little boxy sections. And so it's hard to like get in there. Um, it's not like a walk-in chicken coop for a human. And so um, I, I'm like using like little mini shovels and buckets and hand, you know, hand my gloves and like I'm raking things off the ground and putting it in the wheelbarrow and so I'm just kind of figuring out my rhythm so that it's quicker um, and efficient each time but I just buy pine shavings and I just pop those in there um, and then everything is compostable so I uh, can just throw a bunch of that stuff right in the compost and let it do its job so that's really awesome you know full circle it's a circle of life right um so yeah, we'll stay tuned how they do over the winter, but I really hope, I'm excited for the spring to see what, how many eggs we're actually going to get for that. So um, for now, we're just like basking in, you know, the one egg or two eggs we get a day and we pop them in the carton and I try to hide it so that like we don't think about them because I want to like fill up a whole carton. And we did before we went on our, our trip to um, Florida over Thanksgiving. I was like, okay, the goal is don't eat these. We're going to fill up a whole dozen of them. We're going to travel with them. And we did. <laughs> we did. Um, and then my neighbors took care of the chickens. And I said, hey, you'll get fresh eggs then as your payment. So she's like, oh, yeah, we will love that. So the boys taught her boys how to feed the chickens and we just have a little feeder dispenser thing so you just fill it up you flip it over and then it like pours out into all these little holes that they can eat out of um yeah so we're just you know we're figuring it out one step at a time um the garden so then uh, okay <laughs> so I'm not really sure where I'm going to be landing next year I'm 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 feeling the prompting of not I should not be planting indoor plants um that is what I'm feeling is God telling me um just continue to grow my knowledge base and acquire skills uh with the kids and through the resources I have and start dreaming up a garden I think is where I'm at um it's hard to imagine not being here and and using this garden 
Um, but I also know that there's so much more and potential that we would love to build and the things we've learned here that we would do differently um, in a new place and space. So I'm, I'm really excited and scared um, to think about all of that. So I, I have a feeling that things will look real different for me next year um, come the spring. I do have a ton of seeds because I did buy this like uh, 30 count, you don't know what you're going to get, like uh, pack package from MI Gardener, which he has an app, by the way. It's phenomenal. He's got such great YouTube videos. He's from Michigan, so it helps because he's very similar zones as me um, here in the Midwest and Wisconsin. So uh, yeah, and he's, he's funny. He's so knowledgeable and just really relatable and makes it easy. Um, and I absolutely love buying his seeds. So I just got like 30 seeds for 25 bucks didn't know what I was gonna get and I have such a good variety some new things uh and yeah so it's just uh really exciting to to have all that and um be able to use that in in the right time in the right space so um that is you know pretty much where where I'm at with with the garden and stuff but again overall great great harvest this year so much goodness so much learned, um, even if it wasn't a ton of time spent out there like I was hoping. Um, and then, yeah, although I, I didn't really share the way that I water my garden is with like a handheld hose now with like an extra attachment of like a hose sprayer. I used to do a sprinkler and I felt like that just made things really wet. Everything else other than the plants more wet than they needed to be. And it just created like extra mildew and mushroom growth and fungus and things like that. And um, just too much. So I just, I watered things by hand. We have an iron curtain filter, but it does not filter our water outside. So I had to buy a filter to attach to my hose to help lessen that residue in, oh, I gotta go take that out of, oh, it probably froze already. <laughs> I think I need to go take that off if my husband didn't already that attachment on the hose um but yeah it filters that out um and it only lasts for so long pretty much a, a whole garden season and then I buy a new one I think it was like 20 bucks it really wasn't that expensive um but I learned about that and um started using that so with that, I hope that this was just a great time to sit down and, and hear <clears throat> about the ways that we garden and um, things we do and how we preserve and, um, you know, involving the kids and babies and, uh, yeah, I mean, get little wheelbarrows and shovels and, man, your kids will just go to town. They'll love it. And, yes, there are the moments of, like, okay, leave me alone. Leave me in the garden. Just let me get my stuff done stop stepping on the beds. No, don't take that. No, that's not ripe. Don't pick that. Like seriously. And then it's like, okay, I'm done using my words. You go out. Um, but it's really great when you can just be like, Winston, can you please grab a grocery bag and go and pick as many beans as you can? Um, or go harvest the raspberries or yeah, go see if there's a zucchini out there or a cucumber. Like it's super fun. And, um, it's really great for kids to learn where their food is coming from and how hard someone has to work to tend to it in order to get it to the table, you know? So, um, yeah, just so much there and, uh, our chickens too. That's the, the next layer, no pun intended <laughs> layer to homesteading there. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're on our, on our way to, to learning more, um, hopefully gaining more land and then we can implement more knowledge and structure to 
some of these things, but I'm just in awe of what we've created and built in the acre of land that we have. Um, You can do a lot with a little. And even if you don't have the space to do some things, you sure can get resourceful. I f- this is that's where I got my um, pasture-raised turkey from. I f- there's a local farm. Um, they'll have drop po- drop spots, and there's there was one in Waukesha, not far from me. And um, I'll drive the forty minutes if I have to, and um, I'll go pick it up. And you know they're a local f- farm, and they do everything like all the meats and so it's just so super exciting to have those resources um on hand when you don't you can't do it all yourself you know so um you just I encourage you to look into that kind of stuff whether that's raw milk or for your meat or for your CSA box like in terms of um like vegetables and and fruits and and things like that there are so many wonderful people out there that put so much heart and soul into it I know I do um and that want to just give people a wonderful experience of fresh food and wholesome and nourishing not not fake or full of pesticides and things that just aren't are harmful for our body and for our mind um and yeah you know we we work hard because we don't use the things that'll mass produce things and that's where it comes down to all of that hullabaloo out in the food world. So with that, I am going to get cruising. I so appreciate you tuning in. If you loved this episode, it would mean so much if you left a rating and review. And I cannot wait to come back and chat with you guys next time. All right. Talk to you again soon.